Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Mother's Day. It was a. It was, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it at that because that's about all that was happy from this weekend. It was Good Shepherd Sunday. Good. I, was, I know I'm forgetting something. That's right. Izzy's here. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, you awake? Yes. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Anyhow, <laughs> Izzy's here. Celebrate Mother's Day with us, actually was last year, and yes. uh, we had a fun Mother's Day, all of us. Was that your first podcast last year? Yeah. So happy anniversary to you. Yeah. Aw, yay, look at that, even yeah. though I'm not a mother. <laughs> no, your, your podcast anniversary. I know, it's still, come it's on. nice. Come on, Izzy. Like, I'm back here after a year. There you go. All right, so we have a lot to talk about from uh, from yesterday's Mass, from yesterday's uh, readings, and, you know, you ready? Yes. Let's do it. Well, what is, what, she has a bunch of notes in front of her, so off you go. Okay, so the gospel for me when I first read it was literally four lines, and then you went into the three qualities mm-hmm. that we try to emulate, and it was tenderness, patience, and really from 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 from, 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 from Mary, Mary yeah. that those qualities that Jesus emulated from Mary, and we try to do in our daily lives, but mothers do it. Is exceptionally like every day. So it was tenderness, patience, and unconditional love. Mm-hmm. So he went into all, all those three, and they all made me cry. So thanks for that. <laughs> we had a, we had a lot of tears going yesterday. A we'll, lot. We'll get to that. Go ahead, Izzy. Um, no, that's all I got. But want to be All right, that's our episode, guys. One minute forty-five seconds. Yeah. Have a great You're week. welcome. God bless you. I mean, it's great because we have a ton of memes this morning. We but um. No, yesterday, yesterday's gospel uh, from John chapter 10, verse 14. And, and in this gospel, there's uh, even this morning's gospel is, is like the beginning of, of uh, that chapter of the I Am Little Shepherd. But uh, it's a very short gospel. He says it's 24 verses long. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than than all, and no one can take them out of my Father's hand. Father and I are one. And then that's it. That's it. So we, you know, what I tried to do was like, I'm like, okay, it's Good Shepherd Sunday. It's Day of Prayer for Vocations. It's Mother's Day. How do I balance Good Shepherd Sunday and Mother's Day? And I remembered a, a, um, a retreat I was on very, very long time ago. And... The, the retreat master, the, the, the spiritual exercise of St. Ignatius, the retreat master was talking about Mary and talking about how, you know, Mary taught Jesus. Mary taught Jesus how to pray. Mary taught Jesus, and that's what Jewish mothers did at the time. And that, you know, there's a, you know, Ignatius in, in the spiritual exercise says, you know, where do you think Jesus got all these stories? You know, where, where did he get all these stories? Well, he got from Mary. You know, because these are probably stories that, that you, know, were, you know, were brought down and, and you know, obviously illuminated by the Holy Spirit. But the qualities that I that you just enumerated—tenderness, 
patience, unconditional love. You know, these are, and by the way, I had a list of many, many sure. qualities. And There's I said, I've got to narrow it down <laughs> like the Holy Father just to three. Because I, you know, I, I want, I put, I put mercy off by itself. I, you know, I, I put so many other things. I, I kind of put mercy under patience. But these are qualities that, that Jesus saw in Mary and qualities that, that he needs to be a good shepherd. And I also talked about vocations that I need for me to be a good shepherd. Tie that into the ordinations that we had on Saturday. Congratulations to the three uh, new priests that we have in the archdiocese. But, you know, and, and talking about, you know, how the joy and the pride and, 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 and the exuberance that, I, that I wit I've witnessed over the years, sitting in the front rows of, of the cathedral sanctuary, watching mothers see their, their sons get ordained a priest, it, it's something beautiful. And I also see, you know, many times when, when I do weddings here, that, you know, the mothers, you know, getting, getting choked up when their, their daughter or their son get married. And all of this to say that those characteristics that obviously our Lord saw in his mother, and that we not, you don't have to be priests, that all of us see in our mothers and in our mother Mary to be able to emulate it in our life, especially the last part, because I know the last trait really got to. This Try not to cry so early in the morning. This is where you speak, sweetheart. Oh. No, okay. <laughs> this is last year's episode all over again. All over again. Because that unconditional love comes in such a different form from, like for me, my dad loves me unconditionally, I know that, and so does my mom. But I, my mom is just, you both know my mother, she's a lovely woman, God bless her heart. But with her love, I just, I feel at home, I feel safe, and how you said how we, at the end of the day, like sometimes we come home from work, even now I'm 22 and working at a school, I really just want to come home and get a hug from mom. Mm -hmm. And... I don't think that's ever going to change, but shes I know she's always there for me. And it's, yeah, I'm going to stop. Really start crying. Yeah, but that, that's that first trait, is tenderness, is that we, then, long, we long for the embrace of our mom. Go ahead. I'm trying to read it here. Oh, I can't read my chicken scratch. I don't know how she does this every week. She does, and she was sitting in the front row, and, you know. And then you mentioned, oh, well, I don't know what I wrote here. You mentioned Mary, and how she's in assessing her faith, and that God loves motherhood, that he even that he even thought that Jesus needed a mother. Okay, I'm trying to read Pope said that. Pope said that. Yeah. Okay. Let me mention Jill. And then I just mentioned what unconditional love means to me. Because I can stop because I don't really want to cry <laughs> so soon. But the gift of motherhood is there. And the gift of motherhood is something that all three of us experienced in a very profound way in, in a such that we have mothers that are tender to us, are patient with us, that love us unconditionally, that try to emulate and model themselves after our blessed, excuse me, after our blessed mother. And so when we look at that and trying to emulate that in our Christian lives, well, these are traits that are necessary for the Christian. These are traits that are necessary for all of us to be able to achieve eternal life. And and this and this goes back to this goes back to what Jesus said in the gospel. You know, you know I know my sheep. Okay, they hear my voice. I will give them eternal life. They shall never perish. And no one will can take them out of my hands. And I mentioned that, you know, when it comes to a mother, you know, mothers don't want their children to be taken out of their hand. Mothers, and Jorge can speak to this, are extremely jealous of anyone who takes <laughs> their children 
out of their hands. What? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's, but it, you know, in, in my mother's case, she had never, never had a problem with me leaving. My sister's the one that I was always been jealous. Um, you know, of, even though she she's been Catholic and was raised, and but twenty years into preaching, that she still doesn't get that I had to go leave our Mother's Day lunch yesterday to come and celebrate five thirty mass because, <laughs> you know, my this is my family. This is my this is my life. Mm-hmm. You know, she still doesn't she doesn't like it when you know we're out and about and having dinner the two of us and say, Oh father, how are you? It's my time. It's my time with my brother. Leave me Aww. alone. Yeah. She sounds like my, my her youngest son right here. She goes, My uncle. You know, go away. My <laughs> uncle. You know, th- my parents always gotten the fact that I belong to the church. So they don't they they knew that the day they dropped me off at the seminary. Yeah. Literally, August 18th, 1993, when they dropped me off at seminary, they literally said, okay, belong to God now. Bye. You know, <laughs> and, and there you go. But whenever I had moments of, you know, just like you, that rough time in seminary, rough day at the office, where go home, and that maternal love, you know, and that's home. That's what home is. And that's what we all long for, is home. And that's, you know, we will, we will never be satisfied with that until we get to our home in heaven. So, yeah, you've been awfully quiet over there. Oh, I, I'm just enjoying the, the back and forth here. here. But there's something beautiful about this, this, uh, and we hear it often, you know, that Jesus says, I know my, they know my voice. Yeah, and I don't know, if, I don't think we had a Sunday reading for it, maybe in the weekday readings after Easter, when Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb. That's a, it's a weekday reading. Yeah, and, and she's looking for, and she's afraid that they've stolen the body of Jesus, and she sees someone walking around and thinks it's the gardener, and all he says to her is, Mary. He calls her by her name. And in hearing her name and hearing his voice, she instantly recognizes who it is. And there's there's something beautiful about hearing the voice of our mother. You know, we we, we recognize it. We know it right away. You know, when we're when we're afraid, when we're lost, you know, when we're hurt. It's not just the embrace of our mother, but but the voice her voice, you know, reassuring us. You know, and there's a beautiful scene in um, in the Passion of the Christ. You know, as as Jesus is carrying the cross and falls, you know, it's a flashback to him running around as a little kid, and he falls and scrapes his knee, and Mary, you know, drops everything and goes running, you know, and calls out to him, and you don't hear it, but you see her, you know, mouthing his name and and running with arms stretched out to her, and it's such a, it's such a poignant moment in the in the film as as we because we don't usually see Mary like that, you know, but but there's something reassuring and beautiful about this this longing to embrace us you know about the the safety of our mom's arms and and hearing her voice and recognizing it and knowing that okay i'm with mom now everything's going to be okay you know yesterday a friend of mine uh, tweeted out um who a friend of mine who lost his mother i want to say three or four years ago maybe a little longer than that he said, I heard my mom's voice in a voicemail yesterday, probably about from eight years ago. I miss you so much, Mama. Happy Mother's Day. You know, just, there's something. There, there you go. There goes she goes. And we, don't have <laughs> we don't have tissue here in the studio. You know, so, but it, there is something about hearing our mother's voice. And, I, and, and I'll take that one step further because I mentioned grandmothers briefly yesterday. And, you know, grandmothers have their own day on the Feast of St. Joachim and St. Anne. St. Anne. But... The, you know, but all grandmothers are mothers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about my grandmothers, especially yesterday during Mass when I offered Mass for them, and just listening to 
my maternal grandmother, you know, who I grew, who I was raised with, and raised, you know, raised me. We lived in the same house, and just hearing her jovial voice, calling my, just calling my name. Mm-hmm. You know, no one in this world called. You know, she would only call me this. You know, whenever she was calling out to me or as a term of endearment. But you know, she would call. I don't know. You know, like only the only <laughs> one. The only one. Because you think of my own, you think of the guy from Scarface, right? No. Okay, never mind. I think of the old man in the sea. No, that's not the old man no, in the sea. It's another book. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why <laughs> I even try? Okay. And she helps out in our in our English literature <laughs> class. Okay. Anyways, Jenny, get a new assistant. Sorry. No, but uh, they they don't read old man in the sea in seventh grade. Yeah, they do. They do. Or eighth grade. Oh. I don't think Whatever. So. Anyways, Pretty I'm sure all alone. it's a great it's a great book, one of my favorites. But but you I, but I'm thinking of my grandmother's voice and just and, and missing that voice that, that calls to you. And and the thing is that when mothers call you, just like Corey mentioned, you know, Mary calling out to Jesus in that scene in Passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. because the child needs to hear that voice. Because I remember my nephew when he was very young, you know, he would hear even just the doorbell, knowing that his mother can't come and pick him up. <laughs> He goes, he goes, mommy. Because you just light up when when mom is around. Just like Izzy lights up when her mom is around. Yeah. Just, just, you, you know, For me, mother, mothers, I I am so blessed to have my mom, Gordy, and I'm also blessed to have a woman that I don't know why we couldn't be together. Who knows the reasons? But she was brave enough, and I applaud her every day, especially every Mother's Day. That she said, you know what? I'm going to give birth to this baby girl. I'm going to put her up for adoption. She needs a better life. Or whatever. I don't know her reasons. I pray for her. And I'm grateful that she gave me life and that I'm able to be where I am right now. And then I'm also blessed to have so many second mothers that yesterday, while you were giving your homily, I was in the front row. And I had um, Maria Elena with me. And I, of course, started crying like how I am now. And I held my mom to hold my mom's hand. Oh my goodness. And your mom was sitting like what, She was sitting like steps, ten rows behind me. You. So I stopped writing and I grabbed my little hand and she just squeezed so hard. Yeah. That's alright, sorry, sweetie. What why are you you, you <laughs> I wanted, don't know why I come here yet? She forced herself into the studio. No, you guys reminded me two weeks ago, but then I said it's been a year since my first time here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 no. In, in your cra- in your the crazy morning that you had, you you, re- you texted me. Am I gonna be? I better be on the podcast tonight. Better be on the podcast. Because you, you people, better, it's you Mondays. Me. Everyone loves Izzy, Izzy Mondays. Oh, yeah, okay, you're gonna have the best views and best ratings. Yeah, we, we get good. We get good. Yeah, on Izzy okay. Anyways, it makes it's my like, job easy. It's true. Yeah. I, I, just, I just watch the soundboard here. And, yeah. Now, um, now. I want I want to talk about something that happened yesterday that was totally unplanned oh, and oh my gosh and I think it really brought out the the waterworks but not just brought out the waterworks because because it was you know beautiful and, and emotional moment but because of what you were doing mm-hmm. you know and, and because of what actually happened you know so we had the post communion meditation and the Ave Maria you went over to the side altar to pray before our Blessed Mother. And then I was sitting. I was standing on the other side of the church, so I, I saw the the movement and the rumblings you know, as as she was, you know, your mom was like, "Do I go? Do I not go?" <laughs> and then your mom got up from the literally the middle of the church to go join you uh, on that on that kneeler and pray with you in front of our Blessed Mother. You know, so Izzy, you were just talking about you know you were sitting next to to Maria and you held her hand and she squeezed you so tight. So 
Father, can you? Uh, now we're gonna get you. Now we're gonna get. Water we're gonna get your waterworks going. That was yesterday. I, uh, <laughs> I, I spent my my tears yesterday. So, I, to me, it was uh, I didn't have Deacon yesterday. So I, you know, I had to usually when when Deacon's there, uh, you know, I, I hand him this boy when I'm done with communion. I go and I go and sit down and just stay sitting there praying until prayer after communion. So because I had to go back to the altar and and, and you know clean the altar and. Put away the blessed sacrament and receive the the saboria from the Eucharistic ministers. You know, I basically, you know, they leave in a line as they were trained so well to do by Father Davison and then Father Flores, and, and they left. And so I, I was walking behind them, and as I'm walking, you know, I hear Lewis start going, and I go, which I expected. I mean, I, I didn't know, but I kind of expected that he didn't play the album here because Rosa then and Rosa had the sung. In, by herself in weeks because poor thing you know putting on Beauty and the Beast and putting on you know for the school and, and, and doing so many things with the kids you know she lost her voice I don't know how many times got bronchitis during Holy couldn't sing during Holy this is the first time she sang by herself in, in, in I guess over a month and so and she sang beautifully and she sang beautifully and she and she didn't have her and she didn't have her A game voice either and still that's what pros do they they, they bring it even when they can't. But so I would so as her as you guys are walking because this is one of the, the, the Eucharistic ministers, you know as they're walking, you know I just keep walking with them and say and just go to Mary. I was just gonna be there for like you know thirty seconds something say a prayer and and go back to my seat. So I'm there and you know I'm there and I'm looking up and I look up to Our Lady of Mount Carmel and the statues up there and 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 I'm praying and I close my eyes and all of a sudden I hear that here. I hear footsteps <laughs> behind me, and I'm like, oh, please don't. I'm not going to say, please don't let me be my mom. But I go, this is my mom, loser. Okay? And it's my mom. And so, flashback 20 years. 20 years ago, when I celebrated my first Mass, Bishop Ramon Rest his Soul, uh, it was the 100th anniversary of, the, of, of not Cuban independence, but the founding of the Republic of Cuba in, in 1902. So, it was the 100th anniversary in, in 2002. And so they had in, in the shrine in, in Amita they had a beautiful program uh, virgin that uh, statue that would, that looked almost identical to the one that's that's uh, that's on the altar on, on top of the sanctuary in, in, in Amita. And so I remember a week before that I had gone to, to visit Bishop Ramon for something, and there was a very 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 small statue, I mean literally like maybe about not even two feet big, and I said Bishop can I can would you mind if I borrow this statue? I could have a present during my first night. He goes, no, you can't have that. I'm like, Bishop Ramon usually is not very, it, it doesn't say it. He, he brings me, he, he takes me from the room we were in to a room that was next, adjacent to that room. It was this big, beautiful statue and, and, and beautiful yellow dress, you know, of the Pilgrim Virgin. He goes, you could have that one. Oh, this is the <laughs> one that it was Benito well, de Mayo, yeah. 20th, 20th of May, which is, in, which is next week. Is you know Cuban Independence Day was, you know we were going to try using it for until the twentieth of May, but you could have it for your first mass. And well, I I don't know how it, how I forget who who brought it. But I remember when I arrived in the church the evening of my ordination to celebrate my first mass, I saw her there and I'm like wow. So like I said, fast, fast, flashback twenty years, there's a great picture of me going you know taking my mom, you know and, and giving flowers to the Blessed Mother and my mother. They're losing it. <laughs> and I'm very composed. I'm like, 
keep yeah. it together. No, and I did. I, I kept. I thought I was gonna be a mess during my first mess, and I was like, you know, so calm, so serene. Not that I was. Not that I. I, I wouldn't call myself stoic. I was not that at all. I felt every moment. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I lived every moment, and I was just like in cloud nine. I've been ordained that morning, and I, I just chalk it up to the Holy Spirit. And so we were there kneeling before the Virgin twenty years ago, and she's losing it. I'm very, and you could see me very like looking at you know looking very you know very serene, very peacefully at, <laughs> at the Blessed Mother, and and my mother is, is crying. Before you knew what you were getting yeah, into. Yeah, <laughs> now yesterday it was you know roles were reversed. She sits kneels down next to me. I lose it, and she was just you know slightly crying. I I didn't see her face. You know we were both with our eyes closed. But I, I didn't hear what I heard 20 years with which was what I've been seeing the last, you know, 20 minutes with Izzy, which was, you know, somebody just bawling. And I was one of those bawling yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, at one point I'm like, okay, I like, I really don't want to, you know, lean into my mother's shoulder, but, you know, screw it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't care what to be. I found out afterwards, I didn't know this, you know, because that Governor Bush was sitting in the second row behind me. Uh, my mother pointed it out to me when we had lunch that day. I'm like, didn't know. I'm like, okay. So the governor knows that his pastor's a softy, big deal. So everybody knows that. But uh, no, it was a, a great emotional moment. I, you know, when I was taking her back to her chair, I turned my mic on and said, "Folks, this wasn't planned." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, it could. If it was planned, it would have been very contrived. But it was one of those things that, you know, my mother apologized to me when when uh, when I finished, <laughs> after I left when I was about to leave lunch. What are you apologizing for? You made the mass. I'm like, she did. I go, just don't do it on Wednesday, okay? <laughs> just, you know, but because she, she, I, that would be probably the only the second time my mother has intervened in one of my masses in, in like in twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah. The only other time was um, I was giving a homily in Camino for, for couples that are about to get married, and she was present. It was it was the anniversary mass. I was they would always invite me. Years ago, they would always invite me to do the anniversary mass uh, because I'm, I was at the time I was the only one, only child of people that gone to Camino who had, had become priests. Now there's two of us, uh, Father Matthew Gomez, and so um, I was there. And I, I said this story at uh, at the five thirty mass. I didn't say it at the ten thirty uh, when I was talking about, and we'll get to that in a second. When I was talking about, you know, the gift of motherhood and and, and, and young women who opt for motherhood and who understand what motherhood is. I go, my mother found out she was pregnant when she was 19. You know, she had been married to my father for six months. Now, the day that I said that Mass, you know, I was talking about my parents and how they had gone to this young age, gone to this retreat, and they got married, and six months later, I was born, and she's like in the back, no! <laughs> <laughs> Did the Mass about six months later, they found out that they were pregnant. Not that I was born, because then she, she was like, you know, they would have done the Mass, except that she was three months pregnant when she was she was married. <laughs> and it was like, only time my mother was wearing drugs with one of my mom was, she was in the back going, no, I go, my math is bad. Six months after they were married, they found that they were pregnant with me. And, and a year and a half later, after they were married, but four, year and three months after they were married, I was born. But no, it was, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful moment. Uh, there were so many people that came up to my mother, that came up to me, or that uh, emailed me or messaged me after mass, and just to say, wow, you know, that that was a powerful, powerful Mother's Day mass. I mean, even but even before that, mm-hmm. the entire mass had a vibe that it was, was just, that was that was very peaceful. But you know, it's beautiful to see 
on it, especially on Mother's Day. You know, people who come back to church with their moms. Because mm-hmm. you, know, you, you see, you know, you see your regulars and, and sometimes it's the moms and then suddenly Mother's Day they're accompanied, you know, by, by, their, by their crew, by their children. And it's wonderful to see, you know, we are surrounded mm-hmm. you know, by, by people we know that we see every week and, and new families that come and, and, you know, people walked over from the Biltmore because it was Mother's Day really? and wow. they wanted to be there for Mass. So it was just so awesome to see these families, you know, coming to coming to mass to be together to celebrate the Eucharist together to be in communion together. I mean, it, it really was, and and your take from from the first row, Izzy, on the vibe of mass yesterday. I well, I, while you were talking, since my mom was in the back, I kept looking back at my mom. She didn't see me once during mass, so I'm still a little hurt by that. But I saw other <laughs> moms. Very small. I mean. How can you I could see her. Covering? Like, no one was covering her. Okay. Whatever, it's fine. I forgive her this year. Next year, make sure Next your mom doesn't put her to serve on Mother's Day. Please. <laughs> I think it happened last year, too, actually. Okay. But I saw other moms crying and other moms holding their kids. And it's, like, it's a beautiful image of that unconditional love and that tenderness. Patience. Well, you can't really see patience. Yeah, ten, right? yeah, tenderness, yeah. Patience. But tenderness and the unconditional love, and especially when your mom came to be with you, it's... Again, it's motherhood. A mother's love is something so unique that I wish, I hope, when God willing, I become a mother later on, I can have that same love that my mom gave to me and the love that Mary gave to Jesus because it's something, like you said, you can't explain, I can't explain. I don't know, George can explain you feeling your I don't know, and you becoming a mom or from your mom. No, but, but I said it yesterday, Jorge, that, you know, three of us, I mean, Jorge and I will never be able to explain. And, and, I, and I emphasize that even more in the 530 Mass is that there is something about motherhood that which we could have Angie on to explain. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is it that unites us, unites mothers, the children in such a profound way that Jorge, as a father, doesn't have that bond that Angie has with her children. My father doesn't have the bond that he has with me that my mother has with me. Mm-hmm. Because it's something, why? Because they bore us in their womb for nine months, okay, that was one. I, now, is he, you know, how can I about because I right, but but Gordy, you know, who adopted you, okay, she has. I mean, she has. She has. You have two older siblings, but you know, yet you have that bond with her because she understands what it is to be a mother. But there, and I kept saying it. I. That's one of those few times that I cannot put into words or cannot coalesce. And say, this is what this means because I'm not a mother. Mm-hmm. I never will be. My life. So that's uh, you know, it's, and, and 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 because of my and because of priest. So that's another story. But uh, no, but you, you see what I'm saying is that they, it's something that cannot be. It's one one day you know when you're a mother ten years from now you come back on the podcast and we're still doing it and you and you can explain it to us. Oh, we're still doing it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> March <of> time. <laughs> God is funny that way. But no, motherhood is incredible. And uh, we, I, I can't let this segment go, you know, I, I did mention it during um, during the homily yesterday because motherhood is so under attack because people do not understand what motherhood is in light of what, what happened a week ago when, when the leak of the, of the Roe v. Wade decision was the draft was, was leaked. And we don't know if that's a final decision. We pray that's a final decision. 
uh, because all three of us have been in Washington March, you know, for life, and that begs the question, if it's overturned, do we have to march next year? I mean, that's a good question. I don't think we do, but that's we, just... We'd, I guess we'd start marching at the state level. Or, or, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, we're, we're good. But what, what I, yeah. what, what I want to get to is this, is that I, I, I mentioned the 10, a, a 1039, the 5.30, I think I went a little bit deeper into it. Uh, because, you know, I, I kind of made light of it. It goes, I said, you, you thought I was going to, you know, you thought I was going to let this go. I go, by the way, and I said, if anybody wants to protest, you know, now's the time. You know, there were mm-hmm. cops outside. And I said, there's cops outside at 530, and there was a gentleman in the third row said, and there's a cop here too, Father, I go, okay, let me go make sure I'm right next to you. You know? But, uh, but no, it, it's something that, and if we don't grasp as a society the gift of motherhood, we don't grasp as a society the gift that life is, the precious gift that God gives to men and women in their children. We are doomed as a society. Mm-hmm. Mother Teresa said that almost 20 years, 30 years ago in a speech in a national prayer breakfast. And no one but, you know, better than Izzy understands what that is because she held up that sign in March for Life three, two years ago saying, you know, I'm adopted and I love my life. There you go. Because your mother said, yeah. She did. Mm-hmm. I don't know the reason. Don't yeah, we're, we're, don't care for it either, because yeah. I know it just ruined me and made me go into this whole spiral thing. But I'm I'm grateful, and I hope, like you said, how more people understand that it's such a beautiful gift, and adoption's a thing. And honestly, our society, I I I know our archdiocese does a great job helping mothers even after they give birth and how we do so many baby drives at school and at our parishes, mothers are always remembered and it's it's what people say, oh, mothers are forgotten. No, they're not. They're remembered and I, I, I'm going to stop. Here she goes again. All right, we're coming to the end. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're good? Yeah. But anyways, but, and, 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 and Izzy not only is a powerful witness of, of the gift of life and, and the gift of, of choosing life, as our license plates say, but of the gift that is busy to this parish and the gift that is, and I'm going to make it go off. And, and it's for our family. Now, 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 school, now we got the church. Now we got the sniffles going. And, and, every, and, and all that. And, and, he, and having her here at 22 years old saying, you know, longing to be a mother because of the example of her mother. Longing to be because that's who she is. At 22 years old, at such a young age, realizing what a gift others and that she wants that in her life, that she wants to hold her child in her life. Now we got to get her boyfriend and a husband and, and, and do that all. And away we go. And away we go. And, and, Prayers and, and greatly ten, appreciated, please. In <laughs> 10 years, and she'll come back in 10 years and, and tell us what is it about motherhood that makes you and so And she'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think that's no. a question every mother might She'll think. have it written down. She'll, she'll write it down, then she'll get here, and then she'll be a bumbling mess and can't read it because she's such a cry. Because I that, love my child so much. And if that if, if at that point your children are, are four years old or younger, you'll be like, what? I love them? What? Are you? Do I? Do I really? <laughs> yeah, and I did mention that. I go, there's some days that, you know, they drive you crazy, and, and but yet at the end of the day you look at them when they're sleeping. Because they're sleeping on the <laughs> But no, but you realize, I'm like, my goodness, what a gift. What a gift it is to have moms. And, and we think, Mom, there's one th- one last thing that I want to say because it, it involves our Blessed Mother. And that our Holy Father mentioned in a homily three years ago. That 
when it comes to Mary in our life, you know, she cannot be an accessory. She's a necessity to our faith life because we need the presence of our Heavenly Mother in our lives, in our faith. To be able to emulate her qualities, to be able to follow her son, to be able to, to follow what she tells us, do whatever he tells you. So we thank God for the gift of motherhood on this day. We thank God for the gift of Izzy on this day and, and all the beautiful things that, that and the insight that she brings us when she's not crying. And we ask God to bless all of our mothers and, and both those here on earth and those who have gone home to the Father. And, and thank you, Lord, because you gave us such a beautiful mother in Mary who is always interceding for us. So pray for our moms and, and, and that's the qualities that Jesus, the Good Shepherd, has. It's the qualities that he learned from Mary. It's the qualities that I try to emulate every day as a pastor and that all of us as Christians need to emulate. Patience, I mean, excuse me, tenderness, patience, unconditional love. We do those three things, this world will start to appreciate life and appreciate our mothers more than we do now. Yes! Yes! The you! The you! The you! The you! running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's yeah, a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. What was that last night? Do we have to do a sports segment? I don't really want to do oh. a sports I mean, that was such a miserable sports weekend. It was a beautiful day yesterday, Mother's Day. And the Heat have to go ruin it. Let's start with the Heat. Let's start with the heat. Because even you saw the game, and, and you don't—you're not prone to watch four quarters of a basketball. No, game. I watched the. I watched the. I think I made it to the to the start of the fourth, and then. I mean, no, but I mean, we they, we cut it to four with about, to six with about four minutes left, and. Um, and then we and then we threw up another brick. Six for thirty. I said, "Okay, <sighs> let's go out to the basketball court, chuck up thirty threes, and see if we can make more than six. I'm pretty sure we can. I would put, yeah. I'm pretty, I, I mean, I, I haven't shot basketball in a while, but I'm just saying, I said that to one of the eighth yeah, graders, they were coming, because he came in, and then they kept shooting them. Like, you, you don't have it, guys. Try something different. Mom, they okay, just kept throwing it up there. But here's my thing, okay? You paid $90 million to an undrafted free agent who is a specialist in threes. I believe he won a three-point contest, Duncan Robinson who has not seen the floor since the first round, had a monster game, the first game of the playoffs yeah. against Atlanta. And because of Ladipo, and I understand, Ladipo came back from injury, and we needed him when and when Jimmy and Kyle were, were injured. But how do you not throw Duncan out there when nobody else can hit a three? Tyler, you know, couldn't hit the ocean from, from a dock. Sorry, Chuchu. Uh, but, my goodness, it was terrible. If, would, and if... if you would have made only if you would have made not even half those threes. That would have been fifteen. Yep. You would have made six more. There's, you know, you're you're up by one, and then James Harden comes back from the dead. Yep. So what now was, it's uh, now it's what a, a best of three. It's a best. I'm fine. It's a best I'm, of three. I kept putting that 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 tip from uh, friends of Ross saying I'm fine. So your your heat and four went out the window. 
Yeah. I was convinced <laughs> on Friday afternoon, what in the world is Philly doing with the Joel Embiid, you know, injury reports that were fined $50,000? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he's out that morning. No, he's doubtful now. Then he shows up and plays. It's not, we should have been, I mean, the Heat had to, been, no, had to have known. Yeah. Okay, there's no excuse. I didn't see a second of the game on Friday because we had the school musical. So I, I, every now and then I would look at the score and I'm like, okay, fine, you know. When it he didn't fight, which is what we usually do. But I thought that this morning we would be celebrating a sweep. And yesterday's <laughs> and yesterday's game, I there were times I got no the threes will eventually fall. The threes threes will eventually fall. Yeah. Six of them intermittently during the game. And theirs were falling. They were shooting sixty percent. Yep. I forget what the what they ended at, but it was just best best uh, three point shooting team in the league during the regular season. During the regular season. Right, but as we found out this week, in regular season means nothing. Nothing because on Saturday, we didn't hear this noise enough. I have, I had it right here. Oh no, that, that's the hockey one. We didn't put the hockey. The the, the uh, Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> See, even we can't do things right this this morning. All right. So what's the next miserable thing we're we're going about? around? Yeah, the, the Panthers, like we're, we're the looking Panthers at our flag there. Now I wanted CJ to come on this morning. Our COTLF hockey analyst, our hockey expert. Hockey expert, as we and, branded him. Yeah, and he has that as his Twitter, as yeah. his Twitter uh, <laughs> handle. Uh, he couldn't come on this morning, but he said, you know, Coach Q, who was dismissed early this year, uh, probably would have adjusted. Now, it's only a 2-1 series. No. I believe they play tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not freaking out about that one also, but we'll see. I'm just, I'm so glad the Saturday game was an afternoon because I totally missed it entirely. No, I knew it was going I got, on. I got the score, the final score alert. I was like, oh, man, glad I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was checking because it was, it was a matinee of the musical. So, the that, God bless our kids. They saved me from watching two terrible games because the Heat were really run out of the building on Friday, more so than yesterday. But what you did see. Oh, here we go. You bring it up. You bring it up. A fat slider. 84 mile an hour Left slider. hanging. Right down the middle of the plate. I should have brought the ball into the studio this morning. Or nail. Seriously, when he came up to bat, watch with his hair. <laughs> so Jorge Alfaro, if you don't, if you don't recall, we traded for him in one of the trades that we when we dumped all the players, and I believe we got him from Philly. Uh, when we traded, we moved to the to Philly. We got him back in a trade, and we big hopes, big bopper, could not do anything. He was a terrible catcher. And, and every now and then he would show glimpses, like yesterday, but was very inconsistent behind the plate. Yep. But, all right, the, the Marlins had a great game on, there was only one win this weekend, and it wasn't at the Formula One track. That was, we'll talk about that later. But it was, the Marlins won 8-0 on Saturday night. I did see the end of the game, and Jorge Soler, you know, was uh, destroyed another destroyed baseball. Destroyed a grand slam, but before that, uh, Joe... Joe Dunard. Dude, Joe Dunard, who is Alex Rodriguez's nephew. Yep. First at bat, hits a grand slam. A hits run. a home run, sorry. Hits a home run and uh, joined Jeremy Hermida, and I forget the name of the other one. He was, a, he was in the inaugural season. But a uh, beautiful moment, and got the ball back, and the Marlins played a great game. Pablo Reyes pitched eight beautiful innings. Huh? Pablo Lopez. I keep saying Pablo Reyes. I don't know why. We're having a morning. No, no, because I know, I know what Pablo Reyes is. So it was a great game. I saw all, I saw most of it. 
and on Saturday night, and it was beautiful. And and yesterday, for eight and two thirds innings, we shut up. We we're going to shut up the Padres yep. for two for straight consecutive games. games, and we gave up two hits. And what you didn't want was a winning run to come to the plate. What you didn't want was a former former ball player coming to the plate. And you were watching the game. And yep, and good old Paul Severino with his classic. You know, if anyone knows how to attack Jorge Alfaro, it's the Marlins. Can I say something about Paul Severino as I've made three mistakes in the last two minutes? He has been blowing it. He made a home run call yep. on a ball that didn't make it to the warning. Yep. Well, these dead balls are crazy. And no, J- Jazz on because yeah, the, Yan- the Yankees announcer had a, the same mistake. No, but the Yankees announcer is eighty something years old. Yeah, but but these balls are just dying out there. Yeah, but here's Jazz had one. Jazz has been. Let, let's talk about what happened. Good. We only had one game, so what can possibly <laughs> happen? We had all these. Uh, it's another one run loss yesterday. Another one. So another one. Six of the last seven games we've lost have been one run losses. And. But the Marlins have been in them. Pitching has been good. Well, that's that's the most upsetting bullpen part. Is, bullpen has been good. Yes. We've only blown two saves. We're just wasting these amazing starts. And The last and game of the homestand against Arizona, we were cruising. We can't scratch across the runs. You know when we're at our best? When when we're hitting line drives for, for doubles and in our ballpark triples. How many triples have we racked up already? But everyone's Ten swinging for the, for the fences and... And ends up in, in a long fly out that doesn't do anything or, or an embarrassing strikeout and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. Why? I mean you you're on a roll. Go. God. It's just it's it's not the baseball we grew up with. It, it's not. Is this Don Madeline's fault? No, I think it's it's uh it's happening league wide. It's just and we spoke about it a few weeks ago. You know, it's just it's all about you know, all or nothing. And and it takes the fun out of the game. Like you want you want the action, you want you want the base runners going. You you want movement. You want to keep the line going. Yeah, you, you saw you saw Jazz a bunch of times last week stealing bases, yeah. making it to home, on, on running through stop signs and, and scoring and energizing the team. Yeah. And the, the you see Jazz's popularity in Joe Dunard's uh, uh, home run when they ask the kid, you know, can you have can you know Joe have the, the home run ball? What would you like? Is all I want to do is it's a pottery fan, young pottery fan. All I want to do is beat Jazz Chisholm. Yeah. So it shows you league-wide. Somebody on the West Coast yep. knows, knows who Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm is. And rightfully so. And Jazz right now. So I, think we should, I think we should rest him tonight. <laughs> in Arizona. And if Jazz is not in the All-Star team. I know it's too early to talk about All-Star. It's two months away. but Oh, voting will start tomorrow probably. But Jazz Chisholm <laughs> should be. I mean, right now, if you have one Marlin All-Star. Oh. Pablo. You know, he's well, one point zero zero. ERA. Pablo and, and Jazz have to be on there. But Jazz, how he played last week, was the only one that was really doing the heavy lifting. And then you wasted another great Sandy start yesterday. I don't know. I mean, how many more can you can you waste? And none of it is, I don't think anything is, because he put Bender, or he made it to Justin. He put Bender yeah. to pitch the six. He pitched a good six. Yep. You know, and then hand, Marlon's bad. Salser. Salser was closing yesterday. No, and, I, and he pitched. I thought it was he had he had good movement on the ball, yeah. and, and I thought he was pitching well. And then just first pitch to Alfaro after and, a, after a meeting on the mound. 
after a meaningful oh, amount. That drives me crazy. It's like Mel Sauer Jr. was out there, and he said, "Hey, you want to just hang a slider up to see what happens? How far is it going to whiff on it? Probably. Yes, if he was in Marlins uniform, probably would have. But he kept going Padres, Padres. Dude, I mean, God bless him. Hopefully, he does well in it. Hope he's successful. But he didn't do anything for us, and that's why we traded you. Yep. What else is it gonna? What else can we say? But um, yeah, we're in third place. We were. Well, that's, a, we that's, so a, happy. that's the only consolation is that, you know, we're we're still hanging there with the with the rest of the crowd. Because yeah. they're almost everybody under New York will eventually. Is everybody under fall down for back New to York? Earth, right? Is everybody under under five under five hundred except for um, except for Atlanta? I mean, except for Atlanta, except for New York and um, and the NL East because. That was the case uh, last week. Everybody was under five hundred, mm-hmm. and that's and that's still the case. Yep. New York, the Mets are twenty and ten. Atlanta's fourteen and sixteen. We're half a game behind. Actually, we're tied. We're point zero two points behind. Three point zero three points in winning percentage behind Atlanta. They're fourteen and sixteen with thirteen and fifteen. Philly's behind us twelve and sixteen. Washington, I don't know what's happening. They're ten and twenty. But yeah, my Yankees basically. Can't play all weekend because they were rained out twice, and they're they're doing great. Best record in the league. Congratulations. No, sorry, the Dodgers. <laughs> Best record in American. So there you go. Everybody is, uh, you know, in Miami lost also on on Saturday, one nothing, and um, now what else can we talk about? Formula One. F one. Did you see anything? I did not. Wow. I did not. In my we had lunch at my sister's house. We put it on. And everybody was transfixed by it. What they did to your where you tailgate for Kane's game? No, I, I saw the I saw the overhead shot. It's impressive. It was very impressive what they did. The celebrities that were out there, uh, Michael Jordan. I mean, I don't know. They stood, I, it, it ticked me off because they they started with Beckham. You know, you know, this is Sky Sports is yeah. televising here in the United States. So they started with Beckham and they put. Uh, they put uh, oh, the Tom guy, Brady, the, the guy doing the grid walk for Sky Sports. That was yeah, hilarious. he's not somebody that wasn't Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes just trying to find a little too tall to be Patrick just Mahomes. Trying to find someone he recognized, and they were famous. <laughs> and and Dwayne Wade was right there. No, what what ticked me off is they had Tom Brady talking to Dwayne Wade, and they put Tom Brady, and then they put Serena with him. And I'm like, hello, Dwayne Wade is Miami, and then Marino presented the. The trophy at the end yeah. of Mac Verstappen. So now Ashley and I were talking about that this morning, and I was talking about it with a friend, and, and it was a great spectacle. And I enjoy auto racing here and there, but what is the facet, the sudden fascination with Formula One? It's Miami, and it's an event. No, no, that that is for sure. People were trying to get it's Mother's Day. I'm like, can we pick a worse day, Mother's Day? Mother's Day probably doesn't have the same significance that it has for everybody else that it has for you and me. But uh, what I'm saying is this. It's an event. Celebrity showed up. What the stadium did, and hats off to Tom Garfinkel, mm-hmm. you know, and the staff at, at, at Hard Rock Stadium. Just incredible what they did and what they've done with Miami Open. And, and whenever they put on a, a, an event that's not a hurricane or, or a dolphin game, they put on a great mm-hmm. Super Bowl three years ago. And, and they just do an extraordinary job two years ago. And... So they put this on, but what I, what I was talking about with Ashley is Formula One, yeah, you have fast cars, you have these big brands, Ferrari, Alfa Romeo, Mercedes, all that, and you have drivers that are international. Mm-hmm. Not one single driver is from the United States. But it's transfixed people here. When we have a pretty good history of auto racing 
in this country, the Napoli 500, the Daytona 500, Indy cars, you know, uh, stock cars. I don't get it because, and the thing with Formula One that I that I really don't, yes, I love watching the Monaco Grand Prix. Having been in Monaco, it is absolutely beautiful. And, you know, but the thing is, in terms of racing, in terms of competition, if you don't, you're not in the top two, three qualifying, you have no shot. Maybe I'm wrong. You have no shot of winning the race because literally it was, I forget who was in, in the pole position, but Verstappen eventually passed him, I believe it was early in the race, and that was it. And then you, were, you were just jockeying for points behind him. I don't get it. And if you're there, I've never been, I want to go. I, I, told, I told everybody from the car, we should go one year. I, I've always wanted to go to NASCAR race. Yeah. Ashley used to live blocks from the Daytona International Speedway when she was at, at um, she went to school. I was going to say Carter. Um, I forgot her name of the school. I'm sorry, Ashley. <laughs> I forgot her name when she got, got her, her MBA. Emory Riddle. Emory Riddle. Thank you. Sorry. I was going to say Carter. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it. Emory Riddle. Yeah. She lived blocks from International from Daytona National Speedway and would go to Daytona 500 every year. That's a bucket list item for me. Now, the best sporting event of the weekend. The best two minutes in sports. Which I also missed. But did you see the replay? I saw the replay. Oh, I saw the overhead replay. Rich strike. Wow. What that what jockey from run. Venezuela did. If you're a Venezuelan listener, you're not wrapped in your flag. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. What that man did to maneuver that horse, it looked like a video game. Yeah. When he was just swerving in through traffic there. What was it 80 to 1? 80 to 1. If you put a $2 bet, you won over, I think, 162 bucks. That's that was... There was... Um, there was, they found one verif, the superfecta. Superfecta means that you picked the top four horses in order. In order. $312,000. We don't condone gambling on Monday morning hours. Uh, but I'm just saying, it, it, to me, it's just fascinating because, and I did absolutely no research going in. I taped, I had a wedding on, on Saturday. It was just crazy Saturday. And I saw it at 1030 at night, and I still couldn't believe what I saw, because I was, I knew, I knew the name of the horse. Right. I knew he was in the last position in the gate, mm-hmm. and how he did that. And I kept watching when I was watching the race. I'm like, well, just no, I, way, I, I was expecting. Way back I was expecting. I didn't know. All I knew, all I knew, the details of it was who won. That's it. And just that that final stretch. Oh man! He shot out flew, of a cannon. Flew up, flew down there. But I thought when they were making the turn, I'm thinking there had to be. A pile up or somebody, <laughs> you know, a bunch of horses falling, which would have been tragic. But wow, uh, rich strike. And they, the owners weren't even watching, the, they were watching from the paddock, watching on the screen. They weren't even watching the race from the grandstand because these are owners that on Friday morning didn't know that their horse was going to be raced. That it had to be a scratch of the other long shot. He was scratched, so they put him in the race wow. with 30 seconds to spare. That's and the jockey was doing, you know, jockeying races in around Cincinnati and mid-level, you know, kind of like Calders and stuff like that. And it's like a great story. And his wife and 14-month-old daughter were there. And that's it was awesome. just a beautiful, beautiful scene. And, and it just shows the joy of sports. And that's what I want to end with because after the miserable, we needed, we needed. <laughs> the miserable <laughs> week of my, weekend of Miami sports that we had, everything was great last Monday. But hopefully next Monday when we come on, the Heat would have, would have finished off the Sixers and Panthers finished off the, the Caps and all will be right with order or more doom and gloom. But it makes for 
They say better sports radio is when everybody loses. Everybody calls in to, yeah, to, to, vent. to, to vent, and it's better for the whole. Should host. we start having people call in? That'll that'll make things. Interesting. It's a podcast. It's very hard for people to call. We in. can we can have them call in while we record. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. But but yeah, Kentucky Derby. That that do they bucket list items? Do they tone I do want I do want to go to the Derby. I know your wife wants to go to the Derby. She wants to wear a fancy hat. A fascinator. A fascinator, and you know, you you've gone to Derby I've, parties. I we we did. Um, there was an event. I mean, this was pre-pandemic. We did an event for, for a watch party. Mm-hmm. It was nice. We got we got all. No, derby parties become you know people know nothing about it. I mean, listen, we both know how Father Jose Alvarez was really big in order. He starts researching the derby right after Christmas. He and had rich strike, right? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, what he told what he told me was that. He was telling, he was saying, this horse, you know, not not that it, he didn't think, in, in, anyone who tells you that they thought Rich Drive was going to win that is a flat out liar. Yeah. And he said, I, I, he said, I didn't think, he said, technically, I didn't think he would win, but he could hit the board. Wow. And I'm like, you know, hit the board is, you know, top four, top three, top four. And I'm like, interesting. And this is a, I believe it's a horse that had seven races and had only won two of them. How he, there's a point system, it's I don't understand it very good, very well. How they, you know, get to the, who can qualify the twenty or so horses to qualify for the Derby, uh, but Epicenter, I mean, he was a, the favorite and looked to be winning the Derby, and then all of a sudden, which strike flies by him. Yep. And the trainer for Epicenter goes, "My horse is about to win the Derby, and we got beat by a horse that wasn't in the race yesterday." And that's the beauty of sports, as as Chris Berman says, and that's why they play the game. You know, we could say all we want because we knew it was going to happen. Everybody in this country would be rich. Yep. In gambling, but uh, no, that that was it. So the Derby, bucket list type, bucket list sports venues you want to go to. Venues. Venues or, or events. No, no, no venues. Venues and well, venues or events. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to go to a Super Bowl. We have one. I was promised to go to the last Super Bowl at the last minute. They, they said, well, you know, maybe put you on the side, but it was. It's like, probably the, one of the worst sporting events to go to. Probably. Because no one around you would know what the heck's going on. No, it's all corporate. <laughs> but just to, to be there. My, my cousin. Derby. Went, Derby for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Louisville. I, 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 I didn't go. Both in, we both in World Series. Yeah. So that was. I mean, to me, I, I was like, I can't believe I went to World Series when I was there. That's so fun. the Derby, venues, place you want to watch a game. So I've, done, okay. I've done Fenway. I've done Wrigley. You haven't done Yankee Stadium. Well, I did New Yankee Stadium. No, I, Yankee I never Stadium. went. I never went to Old oh, Yankee Stadium. Both, yeah. For me, I, I, I visited. I visited Camden Yards. Like that'd be a fun. We're gonna do a baseball pilgrimage. That'd, that'd, be, a, that'd be a fun uh, stadium to watch. I don't know if we let us, but we got to do a baseball pilgrimage when, when the kids are open. When we're but um, Los Angeles Chavez Ravine. Yeah, absolutely. That's a classic. That one, um, in terms of football, well, Cameron Indoor for basketball. Yeah. Cameron Indoor, that, I mean, that's, I don't know if it's going to have the same lure now with Coach Kagan, but that, that looks like a place that you really have to watch a basketball game in. Uh, Lambeau Field. I was supposed to go there in 2016. And when they released, the schedule's going to be released in the next, I think in the next week. When I was with the Dolphins, you know, schedule releases, yeah. like, you knew what mm-hmm. everything is. And I was it was my year after I left the Dolphins. And Coach Philbin was in, in Green Bay. I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, as soon as they release, when we're going to Green Bay, I'm going to go to Green Bay, watch, and 
watch the game in the stands and, and spend time with Coach Philbin. One weekend, it couldn't happen, it happened. Our carnival weekend when I was at America. And I was like, are you kidding me? I've seen it. I've been there, but not for a game. Green Bay? When you were in Green Bay? One of the what? Some, some vacation, some trip up there. Really? Yeah. Yeesh. So I've, I've seen the stadium. I haven't been for a game. College venues? College football venues? Oh. There's so many. Wow. Wait, can I just say, because I think we talked about this in the fall. Tailgates in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. That's only the SEC place. That is, the, grand, that is, the granddaddy of them all. The Rose Bowl. Yeah, we've talked about going to the Rose Bowl. And we have a place to stay. And it's on the Rose Bowl roof. Like right there. The, 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 <laughs> of the, of the Carmel, like they put us up. And I and I know I, and I know through hookups I can get us tickets. So well, I mean the Canes go. go. I mean it, I don't know. I don't know if it's, is this, I don't know if it's a semifinal. I don't know who's got it this year. No, but 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 oh, man. But Rose Bowl college venues, big house. I've, I've driven by Ann Arbor. My mother's been in the stadium. And Angie, Angie's dying to go to a to a game at the big house. Why? I don't just. The, the lure of the big house. It's it's it's, it's so incredible. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, the fourth quarter jump around, and it just—I I don't know if I want to be in there when they're doing that. I mean, I, I mean, it's just obviously nowhere. You and I probably would want to go to a, a an away FSU game. Would you? I've never been to I, Tallahassee. I would go. I'd be bored out of my mind, except for the game. But yeah, for sure, the drive is boring. I mean. Probably want to fly. But no, but it, it'd be uh, that's a that, that's an especially, especially for a rivalry events. So yeah, derby. A newer tradition that that's that's pretty sweet is the the wave uh, Iowa State. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's got to be I, impressive. Those, those places. Oh, excuse me, the Field of Dreams game. Yes. Oh, we 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 talked about that yeah, last year in the Field of Dreams game. Field of Dreams. That 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 one is about. I want to say it's two hours from Chicago. So you go to Wrigley, which you've been to. Yep. I've been to Wrigley. Amazing. And it was right before, right when they were halfway through the renovation. So I got to see a little bit of what that used to be. The, the, I think the scoreboard was already, the, the Jumbotron was already in. But, oh. This, and I know, this, we, I know we hate them, but Ohio State, the, the band coming out at pregame, that's, that's got to be pretty sweet. Still, still. Still salty. It's 20 years Still salty. Not the football. I don't care about the football. Just it's twenty. Play. It'll be twenty years. What the band does pregame? It's great. We can see them in the bowl. <laughs> they come here. They come here. Plenty of the orange bowl to get whacked in, in, in the semifinals. So, so uh, and you'll have a hook up there. So, you know, we can watch them come here and get whacked by Alabama, so or, or by Miami, because we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, th- that's a great question. We want to finish on a positive note. Great venues. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, that's our show for today. I believe next week is episode 50. 50. 50. Yeah. So let's hope we get and it. And people are still listening to us. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know how, but. <laughs> they are. So. Someone came to the office for an appointment last week. <clears throat> and it was early dismissal. So I said, oh, sir, is, is your car parked out front? Because the cars are starting to line up for school dismissal. It goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Let me go move it. And he goes, I recognize the voice. <laughs> I go, yeah, yeah. podcast listener. He goes, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, hug your mom if you didn't do so yesterday. Call your mom if you didn't do so yesterday. I'm pretty sure you did. But and at, and as I said in the first segment, you know, turn to Mary. Uh, I was having a funky week last week, and Jorge had opened up a banner uh, that we received from from our bulletin publisher, and it was of Mary, and and he's like, 
you know, the other poems turned to this one. She supposed to be in picture of Mary and much appreciated from God. I needed that before I needed it. And uh, so turn to Mary during this month of Mary. And uh, we have so many events in the parish. Go on our website and see what, what's going on. And It's a great week. It is a great, great week. week. 20 years on Wednesday. I can't believe it. And um, we'll talk about that next week. I want to talk about it now. But uh, I want to get emotional. So uh, if, you, if you are 20 years, anniversary, 20th anniversary Mass Wednesday at 730, hope you can make it. And turn to Mary. Trust yourself to her. She's supposed to be a necessity, not an accessory <coughs> to our faith. Like my uh, voice get, is, getting choked up already? No, I'm the voice is ending. <laughs> we're coming up uh, one, hour. one hour, which we're going to hit right no. now. So uh, we'll have to add the music. So we'll yeah, be a little bit over. A little bit over. So uh, turn to Mary and uh, look at the bulletin, all the different events that we have. We have the rosary tonight, if you're hearing this before. Yeah, our biggest listener, by the way, hear this in, you know, on, their, on their afternoon mm-hmm. commute. I was looking at the stats the other day. And we have Lady Fatima uh, this Friday and First Communions on Saturday. And Jorge and I will subject ourselves to a Marlon given person on Saturday night. Sorry, Angie. And so, but, and we have good tickets. We do. 97 team will 97th be there. 97th anniversary, yeah. No, 27th. No, 97th oh, anniversary. Oh, okay. they, why don't they suit up and play? <laughs> you know, they're going to play a softball game on Sunday morning. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm sure Luke and Steve can still, you know, still steal, steal a steal base, back, you yeah. know, if we need to. Uh, what a great team. That's such a great team. We'll talk about that next next uh, next uh, Monday on our 50th episode. So we entrust ourselves our Blessed Mother and um, turn to her. Turn to Mary and give thanks for the gift of motherhood. In the name, and may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.